Yeah, that that day that um, I taught on the Holy Spirit that Pastor Jennifer was bringing up, it was so fun because nine kids came forward at the at our little altar over there to receive Jesus, or I mean to receive the Holy Spirit, and they received him, and they all got their prayer language, and then at the end they sat down, and I forgot to count. I forgot to count how many people I had prayed for. So I asked them to raise their hand, um, and if, who received the Holy Spirit? And 11 kids raised their hands, and later, um, one of the kids told me, but there were only nine kids up there, and I realized two kids received the Holy Spirit just sitting in their seats. They didn't even have to come forward. <laughs> Amen. So they received the Holy Spirit just in the overflow, and they were obeying what I was saying about, you know, open up your mouth and just start praying your prayer language, and they did it, and they got it right there in their seats. So um, it's really fun because even if you're not ready for something, God might bring it to you anyway, you know, because sometimes we have to be pushed. Sometimes we have to be pulled. Sometimes we have to be surprised. Uh, but But the thing is, is, it's better if we can just do it right when God tells us, right? It's better to be obedient right away. But sometimes you're not even looking where he's trying to guide you. He, you're not even looking. I mean, that happened with my husband and I recently. We weren't even looking in a certain direction, and the Lord just said, boom, here's what I have for you right now. This is the next plan for your next season. And so uh, we have to, you just have to be open and available to flow with him. And um, that's one of the things I have written down, being teachable. We need to be teachable in every season in our life that we're in. You know, I was at the food bank on Friday, and I got to pray with a lady there, and um, she was hurting in her physical body. But earlier in the line, uh, while I was helping her carry food, she, I needed help carrying food that day because I had actually slipped and fell earlier Friday. And so I came to the food bank to help with pain all up and down my spine, and my neck was really out of place, and I was hurting. My shoulders were hurting, everything. So I I just was like, you know what? I'm God's going to meet me where I am. So I just... I put the bags on my arms, and I got in line, and I think Pastor Jennifer heard what had happened to me, and she sent a a nice, strong guy to come help me. And so um, there was a team of us, and we were taking people through. And so uh, we got the the lady that I was helping also heard that I had slipped and fell. So at the end, when I asked her, what would you like prayer for, she said, well, I need prayer in my physical body. The doctors can't figure out what's going wrong with me, but you need prayer too. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, a lot of the people that we pray for, they're in other places. If you've ever prayed for anybody outside of the church, but sometimes in the church, guys, I don't, I might be talking about one of you, but sometimes people don't feel like they can go straight to God with their prayers. They don't feel like they're worthy enough or they don't know how to pray or they don't know if like he'll really hear them. So they don't want to feel funny just praying out loud, you know, almost talking to themselves. So there's lots of reasons why sometimes people won't pray for themselves. And so, but she wasn't willing to pray for me, but she knew I needed prayer. And so she was kind of looking at me like, well, you're going to pray for me, but I really want you to get prayer too. And so I went, you know, I need to be an example in this situation and I need to pray for her, but I need to pray for myself too. And then I need to believe that it's going to happen and she'll see how I pray and she'll see how I pray for others when I pray for her and she'll see how I pray for myself when I pray for myself and she'll know how to go home and pray for herself. So I prayed and I prayed over her physical body. And then I prayed for the Lord to heal me because I needed healing too. And then I prayed for some other things that she needed prayer for. And, you know, uh, we hugged and we walked away and I just started feeling better and better and better and better. And the next day on Saturday morning, 
by the time um, we were going to do a women's ministry uh, meeting and we helped out get all the clothes ready um, for the clothing ministry and we were taking all the the um, summer clothes out of the bus and putting all the winter clothes in and so anyways many of us ladies had a great time this Saturday together but I was helping lift huge barrels of clothes I was helping tote whole totes around heavy things all up and down out of the van I was doing everything and I did not hurt I did not hurt. So I know uh, that the Lord, yeah, it's good. Let's give the Lord a praise. Woo! (laughs) Because he's Jehovah Rapha, my healer, my healer. So he, and I, I hope that the lady received her healing too. There was another lady that we prayed for. And I, I actually instructed her because she got prayer, but she didn't act like she was going to walk away healed. Have you ever prayed for somebody before? And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Okay. Ugh. Okay, bye. Ugh. And they're just, they're still in their hurt. You know, I've been prayed for before where I'm like, okay, I don't feel good, but I'm going to walk away with my head up and my shoulders back because I am going to get my healing. And you know what? Maybe before you reach the door, your healing will come. You have to have faith and you have to step out in it in some way, sometimes with even a physical stature or a mindset that I am going to be different, I am going to be healed, and I am going to be changed. And so uh, this person just kind of hung her head like, okay, you prayed for me, but it's all over. Okay, now I'm going to go home. And so I just told her, I said, you need, to, um, you need to say thank you, Lord, for my healing every morning. Because when we do that, whether we feel like it or not, he has to, he has to perform his healing miracles because he is a God of his word. And when we know, when we know that we are healed and our faith pleases the Lord, the Bible says, we have faith for our healing and we thank him for it every day, that healing will come. Our bodies will line up, our physical symptoms will go away, and um, he will complete a good work in us. And he loves that. He loves that. When you, if you've ever been around small children or had small children, when they just uh, sit at the kitchen table just waiting for lunch, they're just waiting for lunch, they know mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whoever is going to get their lunch for them. They can't go get their lunch themselves. They're just happy to sit there. And you know what? It's fun to make them lunch because they're so excited when you set it in front of them. They can't wait to eat what you've made for them. And the thing is, is God's that way too. He wants us to just expect him to take care of our needs when we ask. And he wants us to be waiting for the result. Be expectant for that because he loves it when we partake of his miracles and of his healing. He loves that. So make sure that you have an open, teachable heart and uh, that you are looking at God like your daddy because he's your daddy. That's awesome. Uh, one of the things that, um, and, and by the way, that you're going to get lots of fun nuggets today. Um, over in the kids' side, they're watching a movie today, and I went and bought popcorn for them so they could have a snack. And so I was thinking about that today in worship, and the Lord said, you're going to give popcorn to the adults today, but not to eat. Sorry, I know it's your favorite. <laughs> My brother's back there. Yeah, me. He loves popcorn as much as I do. But, um, but this is popcorn verses, popcorn scripture, popcorn word for you today, okay? So you're going to get lots of different pieces, but the Lord has lots of things that he wants to speak today. So um, one, one thing that he wanted to talk about, and this is really awesome because Pastor Jennifer um, said it too. 
But just that there is um, freedom in the Lord, and I want to give you the exact verse of it. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And did you guys feel freedom in worship today? Did you feel freedom? That is what we're supposed to feel. That is what it's supposed to feel like, both here on Sunday morning and when you go home. It's supposed to feel like that at home, too. And so we need to think about how, um, how we're living at home outside of this place, too. We want this freedom all the time, not just come here and feel free and happy and then walk away and take all our stuff back home with us. We don't want to do that. We need to make sure that we live in this freedom every single day, every single day. Second Corinthians 3.17 is for every minute of every day, okay? There is freedom there. The thing is, is if we get caught up, even in, in rigid schedules or even in um, our everyday, day-to-day routines, we can almost have like a rigidity in our daily life that doesn't allow us for the Lord to flow every day in the Spirit. Sometimes, uh, you know, the Lord wakes me up with a song almost every morning. And it's almost always different. And so I get in the shower and that's the song I sing to him. Because I think, well, if he woke me up with it, that's what he wants to hear today. (laughs) And so I just sing it to him all morning long. And it's really fun because, you know, if you don't wake up with songs in the morning, if you wake up with anxiety or worry about what your day uh, is going to bring or what things you have to do next then I would suggest that you ask the Lord to wake you up with a song every morning. It's a wonderful way to wake up. And it's exactly what he wants to hear. So ask the Lord to wake you up with a song every morning and, and sing it to him. Because you're, it's so pleasing to him because he gets to hear that. We don't want to be in a double-minded lifestyle. We don't want to dress one way and look one way and have our little kids all lined up on Sunday morning and then you get out the door and you're like, get to that car, I'm going to whoop you and whatever else you're going to say to your kiddos and then everything just leaves by the time you get to the car or the house. It can happen with your spouse too. Maybe you don't have kids at home. But maybe you are a different person inside that car or inside your house. What would your four walls breathe about your family life? What would they say about your relationships and life that happens inside that home, underneath that roof? See, the Lord wants us to put his scripture on our doorposts. That means on our doorways, frames, windows, really in our hearts and in our minds. And so that when we do get caught up in different situations, because I know life can be really, really good and then life can be really, really tough. And I've experienced both sides, and we all go through seasons like that. But the thing is, is if we have that word, that scripture right beside us that we can draw on when we're tempted to go to a different place that we know we're not supposed to be at, when we're tempted to use words that we're really not supposed to be using, when we have anxiety or depression or anger or different emotions that are not uh, sealed by the Lord— then we need to give that to him. We need to, add, we need to repent, and we need to ask forgiveness, and we need to ask him to control our mind, will, and emotions. 
Amen? Because the Lord, he has freedom. So when he controls us, it's not really control. It's not mind control. It's not a control like a constrained, shackled control. No, no, no. That's the world's control. That's what the world feels like. But when the Lord is in control of us, we have freedom. We have freedom to worship. We have freedom to know the right decisions in big situations. We have freedom to pray over anything that's happening in our situation or our family, even our family line. And he will answer. And he will be there. And having to do with that, we just need to be careful that we're not in a double-minded lifestyle. I, I don't like pretending. And even if you do like pretending, it gets hard after a while. It's hard to keep it up. It's hard to be that person one place and then this person in another place. And let me tell you, there's freedom in just giving all that up, in just being the person God created you to be, in just being living the purpose that he gave you to live. It's, it's a lot less spinning your wheels. It's a lot less waste of money, time, emotion, and everything else. So we need to, we need to live what God's purpose is for us. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, not plans to harm you, but plans for a hope and a future. And if we're not living those plans that give, gives us a hope and catapults us into our future, then we need to ask God for that. So let's pray about that right now. Lord, I just pray right now. Anyone that's here that is not living the plans and the purpose that you have for them, God, I call them back into alignment with you, with your word and your promise for their talents and their uh, treasures. And I just pray, God, I just pray that you would just call their purpose forth. I pray you would let their destiny loom in front of them like a wonderful, beautiful draw, just calling to them, God, that it would draw them from the place they're in, whether it's the deepest depths of depression, whether it's hopelessness, whether it's lack, whatever it is, Lord, I just pray you would just rip them out of exactly where they are, man, woman, child, everyone that's in this place. God, that you would just bring them out of that, just lift them up onto solid ground, and that you would reveal the plans that you have for them. Give them a hope. Give them their future. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just protect them in this new place, that you would protect their hearts and minds, and Lord, that you would teach them where to go for more information, God, and how to expand the calling on their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's many leaders in this church that can help you with that. If you feel a calling or a tug in your heart or your mind and you don't know where to go or what to do for it, you can really go to any of your uh, cell groups and talk to the leaders there. You can come to see Pastor Jennifer or Pastor Josely. Um, Maureen and John, they're great references to this. There, there's lots of people that would just love to sit down and talk to you and give you some ideas and pray with you specifically on that. So bring that up at your cell group this week if you're going on Tuesday at 7 p.m. And uh, let them know because we really, really want to get personal with you in this if you need extra prayer on that, okay? Part of um, living this lifestyle, too, is, and, and this is something that we need to do everywhere, is the word of our tongue. The word of our tongue. The Lord wanted me to say something about that today. That we have to be careful because, you know, we know, a lot of us know, can I just say this, Christianese? Do you know what that is? I mean, there's Portuguese, there's English, there's Spanish, there's French, there's lots of different languages, but did you know there's actually Christianese? I know a lot of you have heard that term before. 
We have our own language sometimes in the church. But you know what? That's even can be a form of religion. And we have to be careful that we don't just come here on Sundays and speak Christianese. If you don't feel good that day and I say, good morning, how are you? Please tell me. I don't feel too good today. And you know what? Let's pray for you right then and there. Like, let's just be real with each other. Let's be real. But at the same time, we have to be careful how we speak. Because the word of our tongue, our t- the Bible says our tongue is a two-edged sword. And what that means is it can, it can speak death on one side, and it can speak life right out the other side. Can you imagine that? This side of your mouth is death, and this side of your mouth is life. Hi. Woo. Okay. Seriously, it is a two-edged sword. We have a double-edged tongue. And I know all of you have spoken negativity on one side and positively in the next breath. And we have to be careful of that because the Lord says that we need to stick to the positive things, to his life. Breath that comes out of our mouths with life in it. And, and the thing is, is when we speak death, we're actually cursing things into existence that weren't there before, but now that thing's going to die or it's going to be hopeless or it's going to be robbed. Because you're giving the enemy permission to rob it. And we need to stop giving the enemy permission to rob our finances, our emotions, our wills, and our lives. Yeah. Even our relationships. We need to speak life in every situation. Life, life, life. If you don't feel good that day, it's okay to say, I'm not feeling too good. But you know what? You're still a child of God. So it's okay to receive prayer and to be happy. Even if something terrible just happened, it's, it's okay to feel the Lord's joy. It's okay to feel his joy. And the thing is, sometimes I have to stop people, even in my family or different places, like, wait, 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 I hear what you're saying. And yes, it looks just like that. It is exactly what you say. And that is reality. But, but let's not keep going there. Let's look at it and speak it as if we want it to come into existence and the way the Lord's word says it will happen. And let's turn it around because God is the God of the midnight hour. He loves turning things around. He never wants it to stay in that bad place. He wants to turn it around. So instead of giving the enemy permission to rob things, let's give the Lord permission to come in and serve a miracle right in our presence. Amen. We need the miracles of the Lord, but he is a gentleman and he will wait for us to ask and he will wait for us to speak it because he created our mouth and he gave us our tongue and he wants us to use it in the correct way. So we have to be careful. This includes words to your husband or wife. This includes words to your children. This includes words to your neighbors It includes words to your boss or in your workplace, in your school, or to your teachers. This includes words to your brothers or sisters. Because, you know, everyone is a child of God. And so whether you know a lot of history on a person, or whether you've been hurt or traumatized or wronged by a person, or whatever the issue is that you have a hard time speaking positively about that person or in that situation or relationship— God is bigger than all of those things. And we don't answer to that person that we're bad talking or that we're even being rude to or having a negative tongue with. We don't answer to that person. We answer to the Lord. So we need to make sure that our words are correct. Now, if you have a hard time doing it, do you think you need to just handle it on your own and just force that word out? 
No, I mean, you can do that. And actually, it's better to just bite your tongue and be quiet if you really can't say something nice. But the best way to handle it would be to go to the Lord on your knees and ask him to forgive that person and then help you to forgive that person and then ask for forgiveness for anything you've done wrong in the situation, maybe provoked it. Oh, did you know provoking is a sin? If you provoke someone to say bad words to you, you need to repent for that. Okay, we have to repent for that. Because why? Why do I say repent? Why, why am I worried about repenting? Because I want each one of us to have a clean slate when we go before our maker. We want a clean slate before him. Not because that's the way we have to do it. That's not because it's been preached that way for 50 years or 100 years. Because we want a clean slate before our maker. And you know what? I love having a clean slate every single night. Because we can ask God for forgiveness every day. If we need to, every day. And, and when you go to sleep at night and you have a clean slate, it feels so good. It feels so good, and you can have the peaceful sleep that you've wanted for a long time. And, and I'm talking about, you know, even asking God to help you forgive. And so, so we're going to talk about the, the sleep too, but, but we have to be sh- very careful that the words of our tongue are speaking life. And if they aren't, just stop. Just stop speaking. And then he will change that for you. So let's pray over our speech right now because I don't want us to go home and and speak the same way. Lord, I just pray right now for our speech, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just clean our mouths out with Holy Spirit soap right now and that you would just give us your words, Lord, your words that would come out of our mouths that both sides of our tongue would speak life and we wouldn't have a side that's leaking death out of it. And I just thank you, Lord, for life coming out of our mouth constantly, 100% of the time, 24-7. And I just thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, even in the dark days, even in the hard times, God, that you would give us something to praise you about, that you would give us something to stand on in your word, and we can speak your word out even when we don't have the words. And I just thank you for that, God. Change us. And Lord, if you need to change our minds that is linked to our tongue, Lord, so our minds think correctly so it comes correctly out of our tongue. Lord, I pray that you would change our minds and refresh our minds and renew our minds by us going into the word and learning what your word says. Lord, I pray if any of us have curse words that come out of our mouth to anyone or even to ourselves, I just rebuke those curse words in Jesus' name. And I pray right now that you would give us a clean, fresh slate with nice English words to be used exactly how they were intended to in Jesus' name. I just praise you for that. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Did you know, and I just learned this recently, I just learned that there's that, there's all the word of the tongue. But did you know that there's just as bad of a side to us if we are just a silent Christian? And I don't mean biting your tongue because you don't have anything nice to say. That's something different. Okay, I'm talking about the silent Christian that stands by and doesn't say anything when injustice or wrongs are being done or said. Okay, silent, the silent Christian, that is just as bad as someone who is speaking um, curses out of their mouth. And, and you say, why? Because you're not letting anything out. No, but you are not standing up for an injustice that is happening. You are not 
Canceling those curses, those word curses that are being spoken over that person or that situation. And you know what? If you're within earshot and you can hear it or you can see it, then guess what? The Lord is appointing you in that moment to take control of that situation in the spirit. And you have that control with the Lord inside you. And so you take control of that situation. And it can look like a lot of different things. It might be that the Lord tells you to come up and confront the person and say, look, I don't believe that way. And can you please stop saying that? And, you know, we're going to, I actually think this and then speak the good stuff over it. I actually think that tree will, will live and it's going to prosper and it's going to grow pine cones and it's going to have fruit and it's whatever, you know, the tree is. And so it's okay to go to that person if the Lord tells you to, but you need to be sensitive in the spirit. The other way that I've had to deal with things when things are happening, but I can't go to the person or I can't change the situation because it's happening in front of me and I don't have the, the ability to do that. You can speak it under your breath right where you are. I do this a lot when people use the Lord's name in vain as a curse word. I hear it all over the place wherever I go. And I, at this point in my life, I lead a pretty sheltered life. And I do that on purpose. Um, I, if I'm going out to help somebody in the public, it's, it's on purpose. Like, let's just say I plan it, okay? So I'm pretty sheltered in my home. I homeschool my kids. I get to just do what I want to do and be around what I want to be. And I don't let things into my house that I don't believe in. And so, um, when I go out and I hear the Lord's name in vain, it's, it's a shock to my system. It's a shock to my system. And that's one of the ways where I will just say under my breath, I'm not going to go confront every person in every store like, stop saying that, that's my Jesus. But if the Lord told me to, I would. Okay, but he doesn't usually say that. But what I think of is, okay, that name has been cursed. And so now I'm going to reverse the curse and I'm going to bless the name. And so every time I hear that in Lord's name in vain, I say, I bless your name, Jesus. I bless your name, Jesus. I bless his name instead of just letting that word curse hang out there in the air. If I'm within earshot, I am responsible for doing something in that situation. If you're within eyesight, you're responsible for doing something in the situation, whether it's a physical thing. You know, you would go rescue somebody if they were falling out of a window. If you could, you would run over and do it. It's the same thing, but it's in the spirit. People are dying because of words, and they don't even understand why. They don't even understand how, but you have that knowledge. And so you are, have a responsibility, a good Samaritan responsibility, right? Like our laws, like you can go help somebody on the street if they need resuscitation and you're covered under the good Samaritan laws, but you also in the spirit realm, you have a responsibility under the good Samaritan laws, we'll say, um, in the spirit to cover that situation or reverse the curse, or even maybe to talk to that person. Would you be willing and bold to talk to that person if God asked you to? I know you would, Bill. (laughs) I've seen you do it. You know, it's be willing, be willing and open. Already have your mouth open in obedience because if the Lord puts words in it, yeah, you got the idea. If the Lord puts words in it, then they'll come out. Have you ever felt like you really needed to say something to somebody and you're like, "Mm." Then you're like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I should have said that to him. We can keep our lips closed, and the words that he has us to give somebody else won't come out. We have that that power over our bodies. So you need to keep your mouth, like, just open. I mean, I'm not saying we should all walk around with our mouths open. Hi. 
not really that, but you know what I mean? In the spirit, be ready in season and out. Be ready with your open tongue. We have a, we have lost our boldness, church. We have lost our boldness for Christ. And you know what? If the Lord tells you to go up and, and confront somebody over something or even just talk to them about Jesus, he has a purpose and a reason and you have to believe that he has a reason in that moment for you to speak to them. He has a reason. And I've had people break down in tears right there on the spot. It wasn't planned. It wasn't anything. I just was told to go tell them something. I've had people um, walk away joyful. I've had people hug me and just wonder who I am. You know, there's just so many things that the Lord will do, and we don't know what it is because we're not in that person's body or their life. So we just need to be obedient to what he calls us to do. There's a desensitivity to the Holy Spirit, and it's also a desensitivity to the bad things of this world, okay? So we have... Um, this month is, um, at the end of this month, there will be a celebration of the largest satanic holiday in the world, basically, but especially in our country. And it comes at the end of October, and I don't despise October because of that, but it is a month where I start gearing up spiritually because I know that a lot of demonic forces will be very, very active at the end of this month. And it is not a joke. It is very serious, and there are a lot of sacrifices that go forth um, in the evil realm, live sacrifices still today, and a lot of them in this area, guys. There is a lot of witchcraft in this area, and um, there will be all kinds of sacrifices made on, on Halloween night. There will be all kinds of things done on that time, and I normally start gearing up in prayer now. And then that day I try to go into prayer for 24 hours because it is a hideous time in the spirit. And the thing is, is I don't want you guys to be desensitized to things like that. Because when you, you'll see decorations, you'll see different things. And I just pray, and I thank the Lord for being more powerful than anything else that's going to be stirred up in the spirit realm on that day or any time around that. I, yeah, I thank the Lord that he will um, be in charge and that he will protect the areas. I, I want you guys to pray protection over your neighborhoods, over your land, over um, the people that you know and even the people you don't know um, by the end of this month. I want you to work on that because we need prayer coverage this month. And we need people to not be deceived. And also for people to, to grow a larger understanding about all the symbols of witchcraft and demons and all the things that come with that holiday. And so uh, we just need to be careful on the desensitivity, church, that we aren't saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been strong for a couple years, but I guess I'll let my kids watch that now. Or I guess I'll let them read that book now. Or that book's everywhere. It must be good. Let's check it out. Make sure you're reading ahead of time if you have children. Make sure you're reading their things ahead of time. But also, if there is something at all in any book or any movie or any thing that you're looking at, make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Because if it doesn't, guess what you're going to be doing? Cleaning cobwebs out. Because it's going to start to to um, desensitize you. And it's going to start putting some dust in your house. And it's going to grow cobwebs in the corners. Okay, and you won't all of a sudden, if you continue in that lifestyle, you won't have the clear communication straight up to your daddy the way you do. And so if you've done that, then let's pray over that too, because I want you guys to have a clear channel of everything that God has for you. 
So let's just pray right now. Lord, I just pray, God, first of all, for silent tongues, Lord, I pray that they would be loosed in Jesus' name, that any um, demonic power that's holding Christians back with their tongues, Lord, that they would be um, rendered void and useless in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord that your word will come forth out of our mouths. Lord, use us. We say use us. We repent of any time we've been silent and we haven't stood up for you or said something for you. And Lord, we ask for more opportunities to witness for you in Jesus' name. Lord, we don't want people to go to hell. We want to see everyone saved with us in heaven. And so, Lord, we just thank you for allowing our tongues to be to be fluid in your language, what you would have us speak, Lord. And I just pray, God, that you would help us Get your name out there, Lord, even if it's just sharing a small piece of our testimony. But, Lord, use us in these communities around here. Use us, God. Use us. Use us for you. And, Lord, let us not be silent Christians anymore. In Jesus' name. And I just pray, God over desensitivity in the spirit, Lord. Anybody who is desensitized right now in this place, God, I pray you would just rip the lining off, God, that you would clear our cobwebs, that you would sweep up our dust, and Lord, that you would make us fresh and clear, that everything would be super real to us in the spirit realm, God, that we would understand if there's something in our house or our cars or in our workplace, wherever that we need to get rid of, Lord, that we will get rid of that. Lord, I just pray that we will change our lifestyles to live a sensitive lifestyle to your Holy Spirit. And I just thank you, Lord, that you will give us everything we need, that we don't need any of those things to fulfill us, but that you will give us everything we need in Jesus' name. And Lord, when we come upon something that is rebuked by you, that is ugly in your sight, Lord, I pray that we will be able to just stand up to it, that we will rebuke it in Jesus' name, and that your name, Jesus, is above all names, above every other power, principality, or darkness in Jesus' name. We are able to use that. We are able to keep ourselves and our families protected, all of our belongings protected. And I just call upon you, God, the God, the God of all of us, God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Lord, I pray to you, God, that you are real today. You are as real today as you were back then and all the way in between. I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for us, for saving us and giving us the power to be forgiven. We just love you. And I I need to come to a close. I'm going over, but I just have one more thing I want to pray for. And this is if you are not having uh, good sleep at night, okay? Are any of you struggling with good sleep at night? Okay. All right. So I want to pray for you. And I have two scriptures. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Also, Psalms 4, 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Okay. So you are going to be safe when you sleep. And you're going to be free from anxiety when you sleep. And your, your physical body is going to allow you to sleep in the way God designed you to. Not even any more sleep apnea. You, those of you that have sleep apnea, that you've been diagnosed with that, let's just pray that off you right now, and let's just pray for your healing. So anybody that needs prayer over their sleep, I want you to lift your hands up. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord, I just pray over their sleep in Jesus' name, that it will be peaceful, that it will
will be deep, that all the right chemicals and hormones will be released in the right cycles in their um, brains and in their bodies as they sleep in Jesus' name. I pray for the biological circadian rhythms to be corrected in their sleep cycles in Jesus' name. I just pray, Lord, that your peace would pass all understanding as they sleep every night, tonight and every night in Jesus' name. I pray you would take all their anxiety away. I pray you would give them freedom. And I even pray awesome, wonderful dreams upon all these people that are raising their hand, Lord, because when you don't sleep, you don't, you aren't able to dream a lot of times and dreams are important. So I pray that you would give them good dreams, God, good dreams in their sleep, that they will get into REM cycle and that they will sleep good, that you will give them all the proper sleep and everything they need in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. I love you guys. (laughs) God is good.